The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. On the line now, we've got Marcus Veerman, who is the founder and CEO of Playground Ideas. Marcus, good morning. Thank you for being on the program. My absolute pleasure. So can you tell us in a nutshell, uh, what does Playground Ideas do? And then uh, I want to delve in a bit more to this story about how it all started. Yeah, so playgroundideas.org is a a playground is a website that shares open source information to allow anyone anywhere to build a stimulating play space for children. And how do playgrounds become stimulating compared to sort of more generic playgrounds? Um, I think uh, having a real focus on open-ended activity is something that's, I mean, there's lots of things that make a playground great, but open-ended activity is something that's really important, something where um, it's climb up a ladder, go across bridge, go down slide is very kind of didactic, whereas, you know, if you've got something where children can, you know, a, even just a bunch of stepping stones in an unusual combination can be incredibly um, stimulating. Children, they can create rules and games and do all sorts of other imaginative things with that element that will hold their attention for a long period of time and they'll be able to learn all sorts of skills from physical skills all the way through to uh, social skills and, and other skills. Can you tell me about the history? So you were living in Thailand back in 2007 mm. and then you were asked by a local NGO if you could help them to build a playground. So that's how it all began. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I was um, I got married to my wife, and part of- I think we've just wanted to live overseas for a long time. So we um, we went to Thailand, and I was just I was there for the first time without any job or anything, and I was asked to build a playground. So I said yes, uh, and then a local principal approached me and said, uh, "I love this. Can you help me?" And then two years later, I'd built 40 playgrounds along the Thai-Myanmar border because it just seemed like a real need um, that it wasn't being met. Can you talk about that particular playground that you built? How was it different to the other playgrounds that were in that country at the time? Well, first of all, um, I mean, the vast majority of schools and communities I was working in didn't have any playgrounds at all. Um, so there was really nothing to compare it to. And there was no... You couldn't just go to a shop and order a playground. There wasn't a playground industry like we have in Australia. So we had to go out and reinvent literally everything. So, uh, you know, and, and trying to find things that were strong and robust and lasted a long time but were also stimulating and open-ended were hard to find. So as one example, uh, in Thailand they have these concrete rings. Imagine like a, a metre to a metre and a half diameter concrete ring that's about 40 centimetres high. They sell them everywhere and they're very cheap. And we worked out a way that if you stack, they use them for uh, water tanks, but we worked out that if you stack them up, um, they also made a lid uh, piece, concrete lid piece on the top. If you stack them up, you could create very, very strong cubby houses and then you could just cut a hole in them and create these um, very thin but beautiful cubby houses that you could paint and do all sorts of stuff and and hang ladders and slides and other things off if if that's the kind of design you wanted to do. and then we had to, uh, the other thing we did was we created a whole bunch of relationships with local tyre shops where they would give us all of their used tyres 
And if you go to playgroundideas.org, you'll see probably a hundred different designs that you can build in your backyard or in a local school that are all safety approved um, using just basically a free car tire. So we've, we've even we've got a YouTube video called "How to Make a Swing in Five Minutes from a Car Tire," um, which might be something that might interest some users, um, some listeners. Uh, on your show who uh, got kids at home because <laughs> they're probably looking for things to Yeah, do. exactly. And also a lot of interest in, I suppose, upcycling and how we can use things and not, you know, make things out of plastic, etc. Well, car tyres, I mean, car tyres are going to uh, outdate all of us. There's just, you know, there's these huge dumps of car tyres. So, mm-hmm. yeah, upcycling them into useful objects, I think, is a really powerful thing to do. And I must say that our... Um, tire swings are way better than the old. Remember those old swings where you just get a tire, yes, tire, tire rope around the middle it, yes. and put it on a tree. And you remember the that um, sharp ridge, the the two sharp ridges on the inner bead that would dig into mm, your legs yes. in the summer. So we we worked out a way that just using a Stanley knife, you can cut the sidewalls very easily off a tire, and it doesn't expose any of the um, steel rim or anything. Um, and that makes a, imagine like a big loop of tire tread. And then if you turn that inside out and tie that to a tree, now that's an awesome swing. So fast forwarding a bit to today, what is a noodle, N-U-D-E-L? Yeah, so about three years ago, I came, became obsessed with the idea of loose parts play. Um, loose parts play is essentially, uh, using objects to play with that are not fixed to the ground. So not cubby houses and slides and other things that you would see in a playground, but just uh, random pieces and objects um, that can become thousands of different things. And the other cool thing is that the children are building that play space. Instead of adults creating a play space that then children use, they become the playground builders. And um, I started working with a Belgian... um, STEM toy designer uh, on this idea that what if we could create uh, a mobile cart on wheels that we could wheel into literally any space, whether it was a private school in Melbourne or a refugee camp in uh, Beirut, Lebanon, that would create an instant, super high quality, um, very robust, maintainable, sustainable, ethical playground. And that's what the noodle cart is. So it's a shopping trolley-sized cart that weighs about 130 kilos. It has 340 parts, and those parts are made of plywood and food-grade silicon and fabrics, and it allows children to literally create a play space um, or a learning space for teachers. It works inside and outside the classroom um, into millions of different combinations. Uh, And engages them for two to three hours at a stretch. Are there any interesting combinations that you've seen from that or what are the most interesting results that you perhaps weren't expecting? It's You know, it's amazing. So I'm the founder of the organisation, but I'm also the co-designer of the Noodle Cart. And what's amazing is that almost every time that I go and do a session, which I kind of feel sad in lockdown, we haven't been able to do it as much, but... Uh, children build things that I hadn't even thought of. So I just, I just really focused on connectability, that every piece of the noodle cart connects to every other piece. Um, 
in a really beautiful and satisfying way. And then the children essentially pick up those pieces and whatever it is that their brain is prompting them to develop or do, whether it's game play or social play or, you know, and most often with kids, it's a, it's a combination of all of those things. Um, they can just get those uh, unique parts and then use them to do whatever it is that their brain needs them to do and to, to develop. So it's a sort of perfect on-time learning for children's brains and bodies. And I believe there's one near us. It uh, It's at Cadinia International College here in Geelong. So uh, do you know how they're using it in their school environment? Uh, as far as I know, they're using it. I mean, uh, obviously lockdown's excluded, but um, yeah, they're using it for all sorts of things. So it's great for uh, wet weather timetable activity or a, a, a playground extension. But also we've heard of teachers using it in their science classes and their literacy and numeracy classes and even in drama classes. So you can use these, the larger parts as a set. So you could write a script and then you could have children acting out that script. Um, but yeah, really, uh, I'd love people to go to the website and check it out because you can see that you could use it for any of the classes. It's a, it's a super open-ended generic tool that any teacher can use in any of their classes. Um, and the great thing is that it, it gives children high levels of well-being as well while they're doing that. So, we know that this year children have really suffered um, with social skills development and there's a lot of mental health and well-being issues for young people. And a tool like this in the classroom, I think, coming out of lockdown will be something really crucial to help them in um, get back into that normal domain of learning. So what's next? What have you got on the horizon as uh, the CEO of Playground Ideas? Um, well, we've just... So the noodle cart is our is set our big original... Um, cart and we've just launched the uh, Noodle Rover, which is a smaller, small group model, which is designed not just for education, um, for, for small group work or kindergartens, but it's also designed for allied health professionals. So occupational therapists or pediatricians, psychologists as the perfect tool to have in their studio or as a because you can just put it in the back of a hatchback as a mobile transportable tool that they can take out to different places. And then finally, in the background, um, we're also working on uh, the possibility of having a home-based ones for children and their friends um, in their bedroom. So a full loose parts play system for children at home. But I think that's what parents are looking for now, the, the home ideas because of the lockdowns yeah, right. and who knows how much longer <laughs> exactly. they'll run for. But um, yeah, I know a lot of uh, parents are finding it very tough at the moment. So any ideas that you have to uh, improve that would be great. Yeah, well, yeah, so, the, and the Playground Ideas website has a heap of other ideas on there as well for, for backyards and, and things like that also. Excellent. Look, thanks for being on the program. We'll go and check out that website and have a bit more of a, a look at the noodle card, but thanks for sharing uh, your story with us. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Uh, a look at the uh, future of playgrounds, perhaps, and playgrounds that involve upcycling and not using so many bad materials, I suppose, that are single use and kind of just built for the playground. But if you can upcycle and still have great results and have open-ended playgrounds, that sounds like a great idea. Marcus Veerman there, the founder and CEO of Playground Ideas. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.